Welcome to the We Start a Bravo podcast, a podcast that is meant to discuss all things Bravo, but quickly turns into our own views, comments, and ramblings of pop culture, celebrity gossip, and general nothingness. I'm one of your co-hosts, Ann Hearn, and with me is the ultimate pop culture and Bravo fan and expert, Katie Nallen. Hey, Ann. Hi. We had hoped to have New York's own Dorinda Medley on with us this week so she could come on and say her piece and let us know what really went down between her and Bravo. Unfortunately, she is unable to join us, and after this week's episode, we now know exactly why she was fired. Sure do. <laughs> but please help me welcome someone who has plenty to discuss with us, Katie's cousin, Mary-Kate mcintyre Haas. Woohoo! Hi, Mary-Kate. Hi. Welcome to the party. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for having me. I've been loving your podcast. Oh, thank, thank you. you. We're so happy to have you on. Absolutely. We appreciate all the support. We've been getting a ton of feedback from family and friends and friends of the podcast. So we thank you very much. Yes. Uh, as Ann and I were talking, we like knowing that our guests are smarter than we are. And we're continuing that trend with Mary-Kate. She is a pediatric nurse at Lurie's Children's Hospital in Chicago. And even more than that, she is also studying to be a nurse practitioner through Vanderbilt University. So she's smarty pants. Fancy. <laughs> it's fancy. So she's got a little Southern in her, Ann, because she, she heads down to Tennessee to a little Vanderbilt action. So you That's two, awesome. You know, and Nashville's yeah. so much fun. I love it there. I can see myself moving. <laughs> Ooh, come on down, girl. I feel like I might be a Southern girl. Uh-oh, here we go. <laughs> come on. Come join us. <laughs> well, thank you for taking time out of your legit busy schedule, Mary-Kate, to right. join us to uh, some, some people just pretend they're busy, like Kyle, for example. Kyle is always very pretend busy, but um, Mary-Kate's legit busy, and so we thank you for taking uh, an hour of your time to hang with us. I love distractions and the <laughs> best kind. <laughs> Bravo. It is. it is indeed. It is amazing. My dad was like, I just don't understand how you guys can sit and talk about all this. And I'm like, well, you guys will sit and watch like sports analysis for hours at a time about a game that already happened about a team that lost. I mean, I think that this is just as dumb as that. So yeah. And we could go hours longer is the thing. Hours. Too. hours. <laughs> yes. golf, like when they golf for hours. Yeah. I could that do that. Be- this. Yeah. yeah. It's quiet. There's no fighting. Yeah. <laughs> right. Well, fantastic. So we are going to start off with just a couple of pop culture things, uh, as we like to do. Uh, one of the things that's actually happened earlier last week, and uh, we just haven't recorded in a while due to the, due to the holiday, but uh, RIP to Chadwick Boseman. Uh, he has a probably unintended Bravo connection in that uh, Monique's bird is named T'Challa. And that was his character's name in Black Panther, which I actually did not even know that because I don't watch any of those movies. I've never watched like any of the Avenger movies or been into any of that. But when it all started coming out that that was his, his, his like King of Wakanda name was T'Challa. I was like, that's where Monique got her bird name from in Potomac. And I was dying because T'Challa has been, I think, the best character on Potomac of the season. And I, I think we've, uh, I think Chadwick would be proud. <laughs> yeah, T'Challa definitely steals the show, and I have heard Chadwick did the same. He sure did. In life. Yeah, it was sad. I, I mean, I learned, like most people, you learn more about them after they die, which is unfortunate, um, but he seemed like a, a good egg. So uh, 
rest in peace, and we'll see what the other T'Challa brings us as the season goes on. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> I will say I am an Avengers fan. I do like yeah. the Avenger movies, but um, so I was sad. <laughs> I don't blame you guys because Chris, Christian gets really into those Avenger movies too, right? You guys are big fans. We love them. And Black Panther was really good. And so and that's what people say. I felt bad for all the parents who were like, we don't know how to tell our kids that he yeah. died. Because I mean, he was like such a hero to them. Why yeah. do they have to tell them though? I don't know. People like honesty these days, Anne. I don't understand it. <laughs> like, is that something that we actually discuss like at the dinner table? By the by, the celebrity died. When you're five years old, I don't know. I mean, I think these kids see it. It's all over the news. The kids are on social media. They see this stuff. Can't hide anything from kids these days. What do I know? I don't have any. (laughs) All right, moving on. So the VMA Awards were on last week. And I have to tell you, the VMA Awards used to be, when I was in high school, I think that was like my favorite night of the year. I mean, that was, MTV was a huge issue when I was in high school. The VMA Awards were my jam. I would get so excited to watch them. And it always fell on like teacher parent night at school. So it was great because my parents hated when we watched MTV. And so Uh they'd be away at the school and my brother and I'd be so excited we could watch the VMA Awards. But I was honestly watching it. And outside of like two or three artists, I had never heard of anyone on it. And I was like, what is happening to my life that I don't know who any of these people are? I did not see it. I don't. I, I probably, Katie, I probably stopped watching it. I don't even know how many years ago now. I know. And I don't watch it intentionally. I saw that it was on and they were like hyping it up and they were talking about all the celebrities that were going to be doing performances. And I was like, again, never heard of these people. Yeah. I don't, (laughs) I never heard of them. I think I saw a picture, um, and like the weekend won something and he had like a big busted up face. And that's like all I know about what happened. I think that was intentional, though. I think that's, like, the character he plays in the song. Yeah, I think he did that in another award show because, like, no one was talking about it. And I remember being like, did this guy get beat up and no one's talking about it? And yeah. I think it was, like, a, a character or something. Yeah. That I mean, is a topic uh... of conversation I want to know about. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Who jumped you before the VMAs? Why is no one talking about it? Right. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Uh, so yeah, I mean, I was kind of, I mean, Lady Gaga, obviously she was great. I, I always like seeing Lady Gaga, but I just kind of, it made me feel kind of old flipping through uh, the old VMAs. Wow. And it reminded me of when we were younger, when I would say, you know, my parents would go to school. They, I, there was one specific night where my dad, we had a ton of homework and my dad was like, do not turn this TV on when we're gone. I will know if the TV was on. My brother and I were like, how is he going to know if the TV was on? Like, we didn't really buy it, but you believe everything your parents say, even though we were in high school. And (laughs) I specifically remember my parents leaving and my brother and I stood by the TV and we turned it on and we turned it off really quick. And we were both staring at it going, can you tell it was on? Can you tell it was on? How are they going to know it was on? And when we told my dad that story years later, he was dying. He was like, I can't believe you two are such idiots that you believe (laughs) we're trying to tell you. So then did he like come home and say, I knew you turned the TV on or did you guys catch oh, up? He didn't say anything. And my brother and I were like, he doesn't, he doesn't know. He, they can't tell. Like that. I think they're lying to us, but we weren't really sure. And my dad was like, I can't believe I raised two idiots. This is ridiculous. <laughs> well, 
what are you going to do? All right. So Dancing with the Stars, the cast has been announced and I'm not a huge fan of Dancing with the Stars. I used to be, my mom is really, you know, used to really be into it, but they're really trying to revamp the cast this year. They brought on a new host, Tyra Banks, but the, the woman from Tiger King, Carol Baskin is going to be on it. And I cannot believe that they chose her because I mean, she's really kind of being somewhat charged, not officially charged, but everyone thinks she killed her husband. And now ABC is bringing her onto the show. I was surprised by that too. But then I didn't know because you know how on, I mean, I don't have TikTok, but there's that whole like Carol Baskin dance or whatever. And I'm probably saying it wrong because I'm definitely not up with the times. But I didn't know if that's why they pulled her in because she's kind of in the quote unquote music world as of TikTok. Maybe, maybe. I don't know. I feel like she's definitely controversial. Yes. I'm well, I think out of every character from Tiger King that you could put on Dancing with the Stars, she was the most normal one. I don't think that she will get far. Although I also don't know who else is on it. So maybe that's maybe she will. I mean, she's definitely going to be challenging the costume designers because I think she only wears tiger print. So. Maybe that maybe she will stay on those so we can see her costumes so they we can see her costumes each week. Maybe that's why, yeah. <laughs> However, I will say Monica from Cheer. I don't know if you guys saw Cheer on Netflix. Oh, yeah, I yes. fell in love with that show and she's on it, so I'm gonna be like her number one fan. So I'm gonna watch Dancing with the Stars for that reason. Oh, well, that's <laughs> fun. I didn't know she was on it, so that is she's a good get. I think she'll I, be good. I think she'll be good too. I mean, you don't. You see her coaching. You don't really see her like that active, but she's super fit and she's a great instructor. So she's got to be a decent dancer. Oh, for she's sure. Used to the low points, and um, I remember in one episode they talked about how she is competitive, and so she's pretty determined. Or like if she gets upset or whatever. So I'm interested to see. I think she's going to do good. Interesting. Well, all right. We'll see what happens. Yeah. Lastly, uh, we have to touch a little bit on the royal family, as I always like to do. Meghan and Harry, now that they're all settled in L.A., they are moving forward with everyone's predictions that they are going to get back into, that Meghan wants to get back into, like, the acting world. And they have signed a huge Netflix deal. And apparently they're going to be creating content. They want to create content that is family-friendly, documentaries that they feel are important to get out. They want... Uh, family-friendly shows for raising their kids. And I mostly wish people could see Anne's reaction to this because I want to hear your reaction to it. She's rolling her eyes. They're almost falling out of her head. I I mean, uh, boring. I could not give anything for this. (laughs) I absolutely do not care about their Netflix deal. Yeah, well... Uh, I don't think the royal family does either since they kicked him out. So, yeah. <laughs> but like documentaries and family friendly content, a no thank you ever. Not a fan's alley. No. Not meant for you. No, no, no. Yeah. I All actually right. do like some documentaries, but the ones that Megan and Harry are going to put together, I guarantee they will not be good. Yeah. Yeah. yeah like I'd rather watch the Lifetime movies on them that like portray them so that I can see what might go on versus like actually seeing what's going on. <laughs> yeah, I agree. Real life is boring, please. Yeah. You got to give us some drama. 
Yeah. So, Anne, you predicted last week, and I did check into this. Uh, we talked about Sutton's store and how I sort of forgot she had a store because they breezed over that. Mm-hmm. And I went online and I did look at the uh, clothing that she has in her store. And you're right, not a smattering of Kyle's merchandise anywhere to be found. <laughs> no way. No way. So that was that was pretty. Uh, that was all fake. But. Everything is like super expensive. I mean, even like the little accessories and stuff. I was like, well, clearly we'll never be shopping here. But I was, I did, I did definitely search for Kyle and couldn't find it. I, I, I challenge you to do a search for Kyle just in the internet world of where her clothes are. <laughs> I have no idea where that line is carried. Not to, ju- not to jump ahead, but somebody, uh, somebody on Facebook pointed out, which I totally missed this. In the New York season finale this week, at the yes. uh, the party, Sonia was holding a bag that was a Kyle by Aileen Two bag. Yes, I noticed it. I yeah. was like, "Who gave that to her, though?" I don't know. I don't that was know. Because I did not, I didn't catch that on my first pass. Uh huh. So, Kyle by Aileen Two lives on. You know, she doesn't never dies. Uh, as you noted in our intro, it is getting harder and harder to defend. Uh, the, the, the firing of Dorinda. Uh, there's been a lot of stories that have come out this week, you know, how mean she is to producers and behind the scenes, how difficult she was to deal with. We got a glimpse of it in the episode this week. And I still do love Dorinda, but it's, it's like, why are you making it so hard to defend you, lady? Yeah, I, again, I love her too. I still think this is a mistake by Bravo. I think she could have had another season in her. I don't know if like maybe these housewives get warnings where they maybe could have been like, you need to shape up. Like, that was ridiculous. Yeah. You were a crazy, psychotic bitch. You know, rein it in, and we'll let you stay for another season. Or if they are just cutthroat and they go, that's it. You know, none of that anymore. So I'm confused, because at first I thought that she had made the announcement. I mean, I know we always think when they make the announcement, that's really them getting fired. But I didn't know if it was like a Bethany thing, that like how like she came out and said that she wasn't coming back because then I saw some article that said like Bravo was open to having Dorinda back. I don't know if you guys saw that, but then I was confused. I'm like, did she get fired? Did she decide to leave? Is there like, and which might go back to the warning thing. Like, did they tell her she needed to work on something if she wants to come back? I think they were mad that they knew that she had a lot of bad behavior and that at the reunion, she doesn't apologize like Ramona, the apologizer. Dorinda didn't apologize for anything. She didn't own up to anything. And I think that kind of sealed her deal. But I did read the same thing that they're open to having her back if she will like come to terms with her bad behavior. And I don't know that she's willing to do that. Um, I was excited when I saw that. I was like, oh, I would love to have Dorinda back. But I, I do feel, I feel like that chapter might be closed. And I, I do think it's going to be a very, very hard to watch her on the reunion because she's not going to own up to anything. And I think she's, uh, I think she pissed enough people off. I read that one of the producers, it was, they like threatened that if she doesn't leave, that producer needed to move to a different franchise because he refused to work with her. Wow. That's so interesting because, because she does, I mean, yeah, like she's one of the ones that like, I want to hang out. She's one of my favorite ones. Yeah, absolutely. Now to know in real life, she is just not nice at all. I know. You wouldn't get that from her Instagram stories. No, and I do think that she is still struggling and she's not admitting that she's struggling. And it's like, you'd almost want her to just come out and be like, look, I'm like dealing with some type of depression or I'm having some type of issue and just be more real about it. And I think because it's getting so close to them 
kind of capturing what she's going through that she's pushing back even more and being like, stay away. I don't want to talk about that kind of stuff. Uh, that it, it's just making her come across like a very, uh, very angry person. Well, I am sad. It would be weird to not see the Berkshires in a Housewives episode around Halloween. But yeah. I wanted to, I remember like making this note. I don't know if you guys ever um, heard the Serious XM show that Dorinda had. No. No. But, so she had like um, a Serious XM show and it was only on, I don't know if it would be like a season because I don't know how long they do their their shows, their contracts. But I remember it was really odd at the at like one of the last episodes um, and maybe like a few before the end, she was asking for, she's like, oh, if you guys want me to come back on, you really have to like, I don't know if it was like tweet at Bravo Andy or like really had to like, it, it almost felt like you had to like vote for her to like be back on. So it makes me wonder if there is a lot of that like production behind the scenes. Like she's nice on camera and on her. Yeah. But I just. And you can't make Andy mad. I mean, Andy's like, he's the last one you want to piss off. I think he yeah. has a lot more power than he leads on. Well, and like, I think about how many times, um, what is that guy from? It's not. Jeff Lewis. I'm going to blink on his name. Jeff Lewis. He gets in trouble like all the time and he's still on because people love him. Yeah. And so I was so shocked that she didn't get a second time to be on that show. And like most of those Sirius XM shows are renew yeah. like renewing all the time. Mm-hmm. And so I thought it was really weird that she was like almost begging. So I always thought her coming into the season, I didn't know if she was like even more angry at like Bravo or something. It, this is all made up in my own head. Right. We, like, but I just we love made up stories in our own heads. <laughs> the best stories. Yeah, I do it all the time. I just remember um, it being weird. Well, you know, there's, that could very well be true. I mean, there's so many different theories and who knows what really happens. And, you know, Andy Cohen always says that he has nothing to do with casting or anything like that, but he is still an executive producer on all of these shows. And, um, and I read something this week that said that he was pissed at Dorinda and all the ugly comments he was making to Tinsley earlier this season about getting like um, inseminated and all that stuff. And she would say like, I'll go get a turkey baster and go have a kid. And Andy was highly offended by that considering that he just had, um, you know, a baby or a year ago, but had a baby. That's um, true. That's fair. Surrogate or whatever. And um, I think it was, I can't remember if it was page six or who it was, but they like posted this article and then Andy commented on Instagram and said, this is not true, but mm, you know, yeah, he's reading the rumors. Yeah. Actually a really good point. I didn't think about that because I did think that turkey baster uh, comment that she made. That was horrible. Like, and I was kind of on, I was, I was, I always liked Dorinda, but I thought that was a really bad comment that she made. So I never even thought about that. With I mean, she is, she is ruthless and yeah. it is one of the reasons why I love her because it's hysterical. Like some of the stuff she said, she, when she gets going and those one liners are flying out of her mouth and it's really funny, but you know, then if you sit back and go, Ooh, that was not nice. Put an easy pass on that Holland tunnel. That yeah. Was nice. I mean, classic. <laughs> classic. You know, hostess, the mostess. <laughs> Heather Thompson, is it, is it Thompson is her last name from yeah. New York? She's coming on Watch What Happens this week. And she said she has a big announcement. And I wonder if they're bringing her back. And I, I mean, I never had anything against her, but I don't think she brought anything to the show. It's kind of like a yeah, level-headed I, for the show. 
I was thinking the exact same thing actually, but she doesn't have her yummy uh, company anymore, which is why she came on the show in the first place to True. promote that. So I don't know. I don't, I don't know if that's why she, I, I, I don't know that they usually make those kind of announcements that, that, that they let the new person make that announcement. That they're coming right. so i'm like i don't know what announcement i mean she probably knows that everyone assumes she's going to announce she's a housewife so it could just be like a clickbait thing but well and they did that with jill zarin before mm -hmm. this season too and I, I i really liked jill and so i was really excited for her to come back and then she never she appeared on one episode but i was getting the vibes that she was going to come back and that yeah. was going to surprise and that never happened <laughs> i know I, I agree with you i love jill i'd love to have her back but I don't think Jill would fit in with this new, whatever this shakeup they still, were, we've yet to learn what it's going to be. I don't think Jill would fit in with it. But if they do keep Ramona, Sonia, and Lou, like Jill would, Jill would be great because she'd be a great addition with them. She doesn't have her arch rival Bethany there anymore, but she would still be funny with them. I do still think, we talked about it before, that Rachel Uchitel, I'm butchering her last name. I don't know how to pronounce it. Ukatel. Ukatel. She is, I, I will almost promise that she's going to be a housewife. So I listened to, she was on uh, Heather McDonald's Juicy Scoop. And I highly recommend anyone to go back and listen to it from this past week. It was super, super interesting. And Rachel has so many connections to the Bravo world with people that she's dated, people that she's been with. It was an awesome interview. And one of the zingers that she threw out there is that she dated Mario, uh, Ramona's husband, Mario Singer. Oh. She went on dates with him and she claims that they're just friends now. But as of the night of the interview, she was like, oh, he's actually coming over here for dinner tonight. And I was like, I would love to see Ramona versus this Rachel. I mean, oh. Ramona, could you see how her batting eyelashes? I mean, her eyelashes will fall off of her face. She'll be batting her eyes so much. Oh. At, I would just love to see them together for that. She also talked about how um, she met Mario on Bumble. Uh, she did confirm that New York approached her and she wasn't sure she was interested. Um, she was really good friends and dated PK years ago when she was in the nightclub business. Mm -hmm. And there's pictures of her and PK. She talked about how he was, PK was the first guy to spend uh, over 250000 in one night at the Tower nightclub in Vegas. And <laughs> that he doesn't have anywhere near the money that he used to have in there. Like, she's like, I don't really watch it. I know he's on Beverly Hills, but she's like, he used to be a big money guy. He's not a big money guy anymore. He's been through too many divorces, blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. um, she also said that when she was around PK, that she used to talk like PK. She's like, he's such a, he's just such a big personality that you start to pick up his accent. And so that's why Dorit talks that way. And I was like, this interview, <laughs> I was like, I need to replay it. This whole thing was so interesting. Oh my gosh. I need to go listen to that. Yeah. Well, I said it last week. I, I think she would probably be a really good one. And, yeah. um, and she fits, I mean, she's young enough that, um, you know, she and Leah would get along. I, I'm curious how she'll, you know how, how it's always like they introduce him like this is my friend Rachel like yeah. who is she who's gonna bring her on as the as the contact that knew her I mean but I think New York would love it because she's got the 9-11 connection right that's where this girl got yeah. her start unfortunately she lost her fiance in 9-11 and they took a picture of her holding up a 
you know, a poster of him and she kind of became the face of the horror of 9-11. She was on magazine and newspaper covers across the world as like, this is the tragedy that America's going through. And then she kind of launched, not, not that that's how you want to launch a career, but I mean, she started getting involved in the modeling and the nightclubs and got involved with Tiger Woods. And she's been with celebrity after celebrity after celebrity. And she's dated like everyone that I think she'd be so fun on Housewives. Well, and we haven't heard anybody else in the running really um, that I can think of. So maybe this, maybe this one will happen. Yeah. The one uh, thing I will say is I don't mind that then because the one thing that I've always loved about New York is that it's really just focused on just the women. You don't have these couples like yeah. vacations, like they're, they're like, they really do a good job with like making it all about the women and like, you know, even okay. though women supporting women we have some people on there that may not be women supporting women but it's still sure. like we're all women supporting women I feel yeah and it's about them and yeah. so I feel like that's one fear that I have if they're going to shake things up I'm like just please keep it this franchise about the women and not about the couples and the yeah that's the a good point and it's just like so refreshing just to be able to see just the women go away and it's not like about husbands and it's just they're they're doing it on their own and I just like that about New York so I just hope that would be a good one to add because she is but it's just I don't want them to add in the oh the husband drama <laughs> right no you're right um New York has kind of I mean it it really I'm trying to think like back in the early seasons I mean we did have the husbands and they their Mario did like to get in the mix and stuff like that but it has you know evolved into it's just these women and now they are trying to, or like Luann's making this cabaret career. I don't know oh, what God. Ramona does anymore, but, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, she, but um, you're right. And I, ageless. ageless is in every scene. Ageless is like a second <laughs> character. I mean, even if you look at like dinner tables, like she always has a bottle sitting on the dinner table. She's nuts. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. But I do like also New York for what it is. It's, drunk old ladies having fun and it's comedy gold. completely no self-awareness whatsoever <laughs> well, and I remember when they did that rose and thorn and I remember they were all eating and Luann that was when she was still <laughs> like you know during during her whole like marriage slash divorce period but they were I forget where they were and they were all at dinner and they did the rose and thorn uh-huh. and I remember they all just started like barfing when like Luann said like her rose was Tom and everyone was like oh my god like I just like loved that about New York I was like they just <laughs> I just loved that scene yes and they like I remember Bethany like got up and like pretended like puke over the balcony like it was so funny and I just like loved that about New York yes <laughs> It's the best. It's the best one. It's the best. There one. Is. Well, let's go through a couple other facts that happened the, this week. Uh, we learned that Teresa Judice is selling her new her New Jersey mansion that her and uh, Joe lived in. So, interested to see if that is a, a financial issue. I mean, that house is massive, but she just spent all that money to put the pool in for the kids, and now she's selling it. I, I also think she's probably dating the pool boy. That's what it looked like. Um, but I don't know where she's going or what she's up to, but uh, definitely that thing is on the market. Uh, we also yeah. learned that, you know, and cover your ears, because I know you do not care, but Lala and Randall are pregnant. Oh, <laughs> I mean, this is just so typical. <laughs> you know, you think that Brittany is pissed because Brittany, I think, was waiting to have a baby until after their wedding. And now... 
both Stasi and Lala are pregnant before she is. Well, this here here I'm not I don't know that I'm going to want to watch Vanderpump because okay. I don't I'm not interested in a show where we have retired waitresses raising kids. <laughs> I don't want to watch that. I don't want to watch it. So and that's what it's that's what it's turning into if that's where we're going if everyone's gonna um have a baby and that's fine because that's how your life naturally progresses i just don't want to see it (laughs) that's the only one that's not able to film though i mean if these restaurants aren't open they can't film and i i think we might be seeing the demise of that franchise i think we might too because you think that they would even um at least say at least come out and say when restaurants are back we're coming back and they haven't said that about yeah. Pump. so well, um and i heard like after like stassi's whole firing from bravo and stuff i heard that they were in she's been talking to some production company or yeah. something like that so i wonder if like lala got pregnant to be able to be on whatever show like is it going to be like what you're saying like is it going to be about stassi's like motherhood and everything I don't know but or whatever I don't think we've seen the last of Stassi I think she's coming back (laughs) maybe on a different network or through something different but I think Stassi will be back well she's giving her uh she's giving her first interview post her firing to um Tamron Hall yeah and um so we'll see what she is up to again I don't really care <laughs> Retired waitresses raising children. They what could change the name of the show. <laughs> Retired staff having babies. But it's true. I mean, like they almost like need something because I'm like, how are they gonna keep up if they don't have this? It's not like they had these careers that were outside of the show. Like it wasn't right. right. No, they if need they this. Honestly, show. They could pull a couple of them and bring them into the Housewife franchise. Like I think that uh, what's the crazy one? She, uh, Sheena, Sheena Shea, she'd make a great housewife. She's unhinged, and but she, 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 she can't. Be show. She didn't have enough money. Like she can't do it. I don't know. I feel like they might pull. I, I feel like Sheena would still be on the option to bring into as a housewife. Oh, I, I, I don't think so, Katie. Let's see what happens. Well, I could see possibly Beverly Hills only because of the whole. If they bring Brandy back. Yeah. She, maybe could shake up some old memories for Brandy. That would be some drama, I guess. <laughs> could. Absolutely. I just don't see it. I don't see Sheena. Oh, she's too trashy. Sheena Shea. <laughs> she's too trashy for that. All right. What about the other article that Kate Chastain posted this week or that came out about what Kate Chastain said when she was asked about her, uh, the worst Bravo celebrities that she's met. And she said that Lou and Stassi were the worst Bravo celebrities that she's come across. And it was because Stassi, at some show they were at or some like op- comedy open mic night or something, Stassi was mad that Kate was making too much noise or was laughing too hard with her friend and asked her to be quiet. And so that really did not sit well with Kate Chastain. But with Lou, it was funnier. They flash back to when Lou and Kate Chastain were on uh, Watch What Happens Together and uh, Andy introduced them to each other and it was right before they went on air, but they, they showed the footage and Lou looked at her and she goes, well, I guess I, you're below deck and I'm above deck. And then like they started filming and <laughs> Kate was like, she's a bitch. 
I yeah. loved that story though. I can see um, that, but yeah, I yeah, it's so appropriate. God, I love I, you. I really like Kate Chastain. I think she's, yes. she's always been very like, I was sad to hear her leaving from below deck only because I feel like she always tells it how it is. Yeah. And so I, um, I really like her transparency with her meetings. Like I just, I, I've always really liked her uh, transparency, bluntness. <laughs> yeah, I agree with you. I like her bluntness, but um, when she left below deck, I, I was, I was actually happy she, uh, for me. Um, I'm, I was ready for her to move on. Same with Hannah. Like, yeah, we've lost a lot of like key people this year, but it's like kind of a turning point year. We'll see what happens. I'm kind of yeah. excited to see a new person in that position. Not that uh, Jenna was great on sailing. Hope she goes too. Yeah, I don't like her either. All right, so we are going to move on to the Beverly Hills reunion. Right, reunion number one. I believe there'll be three of them, like usual. Yes. Not that there's that much to talk about, but uh, actually I was pleasantly surprised by how entertaining this reunion was. And we start off with showing the outtakes of them preparing to do a virtual reunion and getting sound and lighting and all that figured out. So we get a glimpse of some of their husbands in the mix and we see them without their hair and makeup done. And then we very, very frighteningly get a look of Kyle's hands. Have y'all seen the Kyle's hand scandal this week? It, it is, it is, I mean, it's terrifying. It's like an early Halloween decoration of what happened when she spent God knows tens of thousands of dollars on her face, making her face look young. And in one of the outtakes, she puts her hands up to her face because she can't believe what she's hearing. And her hands look that of an 80-year-old woman. I mean, these mitts are hideous. Oh, I couldn't even believe it. I thought it was like her husband coming like, yeah. from behind or something and like covering her face. I... I had to rewind and pause. I was like, what are we seeing here? I, I don't understand. They're big. They're thick. They're wrinkly. It's, it is, you, it's, it's really unbelievable to imagine that these things are on this woman's body. It is the most shocking thing of the whole reunion episode. <laughs> I agree. I totally agree. I mean, I took a picture, a screenshot, sent it to you, and I said, we're talking about this. <laughs> <laughs> I can't. Now, Mary Kate, as a medical professional. Yeah. Okay. Do you think that, I mean, there's, you know, all these women spend so much time on their face and their skin. Look, are there, are there? <laughs> look, there they are, y'all. Mary Kate, can you see this? The mitts. <laughs> look at those things. Freaking catcher's gloves on her head. Holding her head like, oh my God. Do, are there procedures? Do, do women get their like hands done to like match the rest of their body? I don't know, but I'd imagine that they do. Like, I don't, I don't know. I. She's got to look into it. I will. I have to. Ask look. <laughs> like, I don't know. Like, do you think that they would have to? Like, she's got know. like sausage fingers. Their hand is very discolored, probably from all the sun they get. But I mean, her hands look what her true age really is. And so you're not fooling anyone with your tens of thousands of dollars of plastic surgery on your face. But I think she's own, I think she's in her young 50s. Well, she's lived a life, Anne. The hands certainly do tell you that. Whoa! <laughs> well, and I don't think, like, putting all those huge rings on it helped. Like, she oh. has, like, two really massive rings, and it just makes her hands look shorter. 
And so I don't think that that helps at all. That I'm actually surprised. I feel like it brings more, like you're looking at it now because yes. bringing your eyes to it. So that did not help her. <laughs> I can't unsee it. I can't not look at it. I'm just staring at my phone right now. <laughs> I would love to know what Kyle thinks because I, I mean, this was such an unintended controversy this week. And I mean, people have to be telling her that this is all anyone's talking about. I mean, I'm sure she's embarrassed. I'm sure she went straight to the... Uh, dermatologist or plastic surgery and shot those bad boys up with whatever you can get in there yeah I, I, it'd be interesting to see what her hands come back next season <laughs> if you change <it> something <laughs> well we got to see you know this this virtual setup uh their their makeup i mean i know that they all go through a lot of hair and makeup for these ringing ends but i don't think that the virtual lighting and cameras made them look good it was like you could tell that they had way too much makeup on it was kind of hard to get used to watching them as opposed to them being in the studio and being on the couches and stuff it was like it was it was a little rough but they you know they all showed up they uh had some crazy hairdos and some crazy outfits going on well i i thought that dorit looked the best but her hair looked like something out of star wars i kind of liked it I think I'm on the other side. I think I did not like same three. Must be the, must be the blood relation, Anne. <laughs> I kind of was digging her hair. I thought it was kind of cool. I feel like when I look at Dorit's outfits that she chooses, I think she, I understand that she used to model, still does, whatever. But I'm sure that was on a runway somewhere and it looked probably really great on a runway. Yeah. But like, up close and personal like that, I was just like, maybe because you're not seeing the full picture, I just I wasn't a fan. And I feel like she does that a lot. She, I think she like takes these runway pictures or something and goes with it. But it's like, but tries that's not to be super day. trendy. Yeah. And I, yeah. I, don't, I don't know. It just doesn't always work for me. Did not like her hair. I'll leave it at that. Oh, all right. I thought she looked great. <laughs> I wrote that for me, Teddy and Kyle tie for the worst, probably because I hate them. Yeah, but I did not think that I thought. I mean, Kyle, Andy hit it on hit the nail on the head when he said she came off of Dynasty. Yes, <laughs> I mean we got, rid of the, we got rid of the bangs, but we added a lot of volume. But so much I would volume. Say see what you were gonna say about Kyle's because I know you don't like her bangs. So I, bangs. I was how you're gonna think. I remember watching the reunion and being like, I wonder if Anne's gonna like this look or no. not like. Hated it. I don't like Kyle, so I really don't like him. <laughs> and I thought she looked like an idiot. <laughs> and I don't like Teddy's pink hair. No, yeah. no, we don't need that. Well, what about what Russell texted us about Rinna? He said, Rinna looks like Terry Hatcher was stung by a few bees. <laughs> <laughs> she does, but she looked okay. <laughs> She didn't, I didn't think she looked the worst. No, but she did have a, there was a Terry Hatcher vibe going there. And I, I yeah. appreciate that Russell picked up on that. There was. I also thought, I wrote, uh, Dorit looks the best, Teddy and Kyle tie for the worst, with a special cheapest look award that goes to Denise. Denise did. Denise also looked like, it, she looked like someone was like propping her up on an angle. And she was yeah. kind of sitting like, she one shoulder was higher looked- than the other. And she was like, like someone just like propped her into place, almost like a uncle or a weekend at Bernie's. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know how Denise was sitting. <laughs> yeah. Um, I also 
thought that Garcelle, when she talked about her jewelry by Asa, uh-huh. Asa from Shaws of Sunset, and yeah. she gave a nod to Asa's caftans and how wonderful they are. I'm like, that has to annoy the crap out of Kyle because yeah. Kyle has been trying to break into the caftan market for years. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I love sure. that. Yeah, I was like, Garcelle knows what she's doing. I'm loving her and Kyle's little feud that's going on. I think that Garcelle and Sutton won the reunion. I mean, so far, for episode one, they they showed up, they stuck up for themselves, they had great lines, and I was very proud of them. I really was impressed by, and, and I have to say really by, like, Sutton was my favorite on the reunion so far, just because how she owned it, and she kept to the facts and when she was going up against Dorit I was like I love this yeah (laughs) yeah well and that's the other thing is that really Sutton is no match for Dorit like Dorit can't uh form sentences very well (laughs) you know I relate to her in that sense but you know Sutton's gonna tear her down and Sutton did not make it easy for Dorit to apologize Dorit was trying to make it like a very you know, casual apology and they were going to move on and Sutton kept like making it difficult for her, which I loved. I was like, get her Sutton. It was and good. when Sutton went against um, Teddy as well. I just love that Sutton owned it. Like what she said, she was like, you're really going to let the small disdain I have for your clothes, like in the way of our friendship. Like she just still owned it yes. and still said it. And I was like, I love you for just owning what you said. Yes. yes. <laughs> I, I absolutely love agree. that. Especially when, especially because part of Teddy's argument this season was you know, she, she's so upset because people don't like her. And then when they're telling her, well, this is why I don't like you, you know, here it is. She's, she can't take that. You yes. know? Yeah, she's always crying. Like, like she's, um, I remember that, like, we didn't have tears out of our first year um, uh, Bravo Housewives this year. And that was like so refreshing. It was like, I just, it was like that owning it. And um, yeah, I, I don't, Teddy that's, a Rina, that's a Rinna comment, Mary-Kate. I like it. Own it. Own it. <laughs> own it. Own it. Rinna's not really owning it right now either, but yeah, I will say no. that I, yeah, own it. Own it. <laughs> yeah. I and just, Sutton I admitted, I like that Sutton admitted in the beginning, she's like, I did look like a snotty brat in the beginning when I watched those early episodes, but I do, she's, she admitted, she's like, I was insecure. I wasn't used to the cameras being there. And I have to imagine that is a huge shock. I mean, like Kyle and Dorit and them, they are, to pay no attention to the cameras they're so used to it but that's got to be so weird for people coming into that situation oh absolutely absolutely <clears throat> um and yeah she was i i mean i actually preferred Sutton at the beginning like that dinner party i was loving that when she mm-hmm. was ripping teddy a new one about how she, she didn't say anything she bad she just said i thought you were going to be boring and yeah. honestly like if you're going if you're filming a season with women that you're supposed to be out partying with and causing drama with I would make the assumption too that the pregnant one will be the boring one because they just can't join in on what everyone else is doing. And so I think her comment was very plain and simple and not offensive. And Teddy just was like, oh, here's a storyline I can use for yeah. every episode going forward. Well, and Teddy, and and if Sutton had seen previous seasons, she already knows Teddy's boring. So it's not like she's pointing out something nobody knows. Yeah. Teddy just, Teddy... Teddy doesn't have thick enough skin to be on this show. She doesn't. She can't take it. And I don't really want to see her cry about how someone doesn't like her every year. Yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> it was so, I, I don't understand how like she still has a storyline to keep coming back. She's so boring. I don't. 
so boring. I don't know what I'm, I'm assuming Kyle is keeping her on because Kyle needs her support. Yeah. yeah. Kyle has a lot more, po- a lot of power there. Yeah. And Kyle has power and pull. And so she's saying, mm-hmm. don't get rid of Teddy, but sooner or later this cast, I mean, G- G- Giselle, Garcelle is a great addition. Sutton is too. I imagine they'll try and get Sutton to get a um, actual diamond and be a housewife. Yeah. Um, She's selling this house and they, there was a video online. She gave a tour of her house and it's gorgeous. I mean, she legit does have money. And so she is naturally more interesting in that regard. Yeah. But I also, I don't understand why she's selling her house. She kind of skirted around that. And I I feel like she doesn't, if they're going to give her housewife, yes, obviously she has to show more of her personal life, but she's got to open up more about stuff. She's, she's going to lose that ability to just not answer questions that they ask her. She is. But, um, like I was saying, her ex-husband is the one that didn't allow her to be a housewife. Yeah. They got to get over that. Right. So maybe if she is, he'll, you know, ease up on the restrictions that he must have said don't say this don't talk about this yeah so um and I hope she does become one because I think yeah I think she would be a lot more fun to watch and this uh, this cast I I just I love I don't know I'm not really a fan of this show I do think it's pretty boring I thought you would like the comment when they were talking about um Sutton's gift bags that she gave and how she gave really expensive purses. We didn't talk about the hunter boots, thankfully, but uh, they were mentioned. Erica, Erica goes, uh, Erica said she thinks that she is a well-raised Southern woman. And I said, (laughs) well, Anne, wonder what you think about that. I agree with her. She is. (laughs) I'd invite her to my party a hundred times. She's always going to bring me an expensive gift. Did they talk about the boots? Did I miss that? I think I blocked the boots out of my mind. Oh, Garcelle mentioned them. They were like, oh, she brought, she got, gave us this beautiful handbag. And then she sent these boots, brought these boots over to us in Italy with our initials on them. And I was like, freaking hunters. Yeah. I Come think on. Not that big of a deal. I didn't know if Garcelle was also trying to say that to kind of like open up that conversation about how they really didn't wear them unless we just didn't see that footage but I don't know if that's why she kind of like said it too to try to see if like she could get a dig on like Kyle or one of them not wearing the shoes I don't know there should have been a montage of all of their black boots that they were wearing in Italy and none of them were the hunters (laughs) we know why you don't want to wear hunters though (laughs) well they stick to my leg horrible I don't like them either I don't like them either they're suction cups I do have one question about Sutton. If yeah. she were to come back, <clears throat> you know, one thing about Sutton is I felt like her, she was kind of starting to be on Denise's side towards the end, which I, I could see. Um, but what do you, who do you think she'd come back and be friends with? Like, I was trying to think like, if she does come back, who's her person? Like, who's her, who's point. her person that she is, is going to bring someone on and that would be, you know, like, is she going to bring on the new person or like, who's her um, person? Good question. I I do know that she is friendly with Garcelle. So maybe that's why she was kind of backing Denise a little bit. Um, it seems like she and Erica are okay since Erica kept um, complimenting her. Um, yeah. And then yeah. it sounds like she, it sounds like to me, Sutton is okay with everyone. I don't know who her like best friend's going to be next year. But um, she seemed like, 
you know, all her stuff was resolved at least kind of, and she's okay. What about Erica's voice? I was kind of concerned for Erica. She looked way more robotic than usual. And I know she was in, she looked like she was kind of, her makeup was done to make her look like a blow up doll a little bit. And she just sat in the same position with her eyes wide and she talked like this for everything that she did. And she was very monotone and she didn't really have any energy to be at the reunion. And I was like, what is something wrong with her? Is there someone moving her lips from behind? Well, for me, um, you know, Erica didn't really have much going on this season either. So, um, that's why I was kind of thinking to myself, I'm like, why is she going nuts over this threesome and Denise deal? Like she really started getting more animated with that. And I'm going, what is the, who cares? Like why is, and it's just, she didn't have anything going on this season. I mean, she was just there, you know, kind of more of a background player, like all those women. I mean, no one has anything going on. But that's what makes me wonder if there's something that they're not telling us because it's like, it seems like they know something that they're not willing to say on camera that why does Erica get so triggered by this Denise thing? Erica would be the first one that would be like, oh, I don't care. What was me? I've had threesomes before. Like, but she gets so bothered by this. I have a feeling it's so I feel like in the beginning when the Denise tape stuff came out, Erica was like, who cares? And even like when they went to that dinner, like it was like, or the yeah. went and got the wine. However, if you think back to when Denise came on, um, Erica was obsessed with, with Denise. Like, she was like, oh, go on. They went on, I forget where they went, and yeah. they were in the ocean. She yeah, was like, do yeah. your, like, seeing out of the ocean. Like, she was obsessed. Like, she was obsessed with, like, knowing about Denise. And I feel like she was going to have Denise's back because she just loved Denise. And I think that Erica's triggered because she was so hurt by the accusations that she talked shit behind or talked crap behind um explicit Mary swear on this show (laughs) (laughs) but but, um I have a feeling she didn't like that because I feel like once she found out that Brandy was making accusations that she talked about Erica that Denise talked about Erica that's when I feel like you're right that was that was that's when she flipped no you're exactly right you're right prior obsessed with Denise right yeah. she was and also though Erica and Lisa Renna are close so she's gonna take so she's gonna back Renna too yeah that's true and Renna with her I mean Renna was like a devil during the reunion and her yelling gaslighting yeah. I felt like she was like possessed by someone yeah she well I know this but the, again and that's Renna's this is what she does. She's going to go after someone and rip them apart. Yeah. It's just, this show is just so predictable. Like you just, it's, it's the same thing every year. Who can well, we, what are we going to talk about for another couple year? reunions? Like what even topics can they bring up for the next couple of reunions? Well, we're going to do Brandy, but even though Brandy's not going to be there, but we got We're going to have to talk about that. Yeah. And other than that, I I guess we're going to do two episodes. I hope that Denise survives all three of the reunions because she looked like she could barely make it through the first one. So. Well, she walks off at some point, we know. Yeah, yeah. There was one part in the reunion where Denise kind of looked at someone like, after she talked or before she was going to talk and then kind of like reserved herself a little bit. Mm-hmm. And it made me wonder if someone from Bravo was there. Like, I don't, I have a feeling like Denise is somewhat being, um, 
I don't know if protected is the right word, but I think that Bravo, I don't think if it was up to Denise, she would be there. And I'm sure there is a con, obviously there's a contract involved, but I have a feeling that I could see Bravo like really like giving into whatever Denise wants just for Denise to be there. And I just wonder if like something's going on behind the scenes where they're really like on, they're trying to just like protect Denise slash like be on her side just so that they can, because if Denise wasn't there, what would they do? (laughs) Well, you're right. I mean, but Denise is an investment for them. I mean, she's cost a lot of money for them to secure her for a couple of seasons. And so they probably do want to keep her happy. Um, but you know, I think it's like sometimes Aaron off to the side. I wonder what Aaron like how True. Aaron controls her. Oh, you and know, they talk about those goofy. That. You know how people follow them because of his company, and I'm like, wait, well, who's following her today? <laughs> That's true too. That's true too. However, I do remember when um, BravoCon. I was watching the footage from BravoCon, mm-hmm. and when the Little Housewives of Beverly Hills came out, it was like right after they had come back from Italy. And or something. Yeah, I think that would have been the right timing. And because kind of all the gossip came out. Yeah, it was during Thanksgiving-ish, yeah. Yeah. And so um, they wound up, I remember when Andy gave um, Denise a hug, she, he was like, thank you for being here. Like, I know it was hard. And so I feel like they're very like, I just wonder, and I think this also has to do with why the ladies kind of gang up on her is I really do think that Bravo like really wants Denise. And I just remember that moment. And so- yeah. I was just like thinking about it. I'm like, man, they like really want Denise. <laughs> and it has to make the ladies so angry how much they pay Denise. I mean, I think they're like, if you're getting paid this much, we are putting you through the ringer. Oh, and with Kyle being like an OG to Beverly Hills, she's probably so mad that oh, yeah. like it's the second season and she's more important than her. <laughs> oh, yes. Oh, yes. Agreed. Great analysis, ladies. Well done. I mean, a round of applause. <laughs> God, Andy Cohen should hire us. We really could figure this all out. All right. So we move on to the feature episode of the week, the New York season finale. I tell you this, I told you this last time, this is always a sad day for me. I hate when we're at the season finale. My favorite day is the the season premiere, obviously. This is such a great franchise. Um, But we get a good glimpse of, uh, we open with Coco, basically, uh, Ramona's dog, who seems to have the same bowel problems that Ramona has. And Ramona's talking to the cameras as usual. And she's just wandering around her apartment, talking to herself, knowing that the cameras are listening, saying, Avery and I made beautiful Christmas cards. So beautiful, some people frame them. And I just crack up that Ramona will always be and forever be her own biggest fan. And I love it. (laughs) Yes, she is. And she's wearing a necklace of Christmas lights. (laughs) Forget that. We also get uh, Martin the Boxer is back, which is a fantastic way to really bookend the season. We start with Martin the Boxer. We end with Martin the Boxer. I, fabulous. Uh, there was a woman on, I saw on Facebook, she went to New York and went and found Martin and took pictures with him and said that he was like a super nice guy. So um, I do love that we got a little bit of Martin back. And then we get to meet uh, someone that I wish was on just a little bit more this season, but uh, Lou and her new best friend, Desmond Child. <laughs> now this scene yes. just made me so happy, <laughs> as you can assume. Everything. They are recording Viva La Diva, oh and 
we get a run through of all the famous people that Desmond Child has worked with. And they mentioned Barbara and Lou turns to her assistant and goes, that's Barbara Streisand, by the way. I was like, what Barbara do you think we're talking about? I mean, yeah, I know. And Desmond's like the Barbara. Oh yeah, we got it. <laughs> Who else is named Barbara these days? Like that's a famous singer. I mean, yes, nobody. Exactly. We only got one that's still alive and her name's Barbara Streisand. We got it. Got it. Uh, what did you think when she was recording Viva La Diva and he keeps he keeps telling her to make it sexy yeah. and Lou doesn't know what to do. She looks so confused and her voice just gets keeps getting manlier and manlier. <laughs> and Lou's assistant Madison looked absolutely horrified by the whole thing. I like disgusted. Love, <laughs> yes. love everything about this. She she's making sex sounds. Her voice is getting more lower and nasally and then we get to hear how she really says the word class which is class (laughs) (laughs) what (laughs) and then she's almost like her biggest fan because then she had like said that like the when she i wrote it down because i couldn't believe it she was like it really the strength and power comes deep within. I'm like, it sounded awful. Like what strength and power did you have? Like she's so, she thinks she did an amazing, sexy job. (laughs) It's almost like she's Barbara Streisand. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) No, we get more Viva La Diva later and more Desmond Child, thank God. So we'll come back to that. But, uh, yeah. We also go into Dorinda's old apartment, which is being renovated, but it's totally gutted. And we, we meet now, her stylist, Luke, is there. Have we ever met him before? Yes! Where? I don't, I, this is not, like. This is a Bravo crossover. He used to be on Ladies of London. Oh, I didn't know that. Yes. I didn't watch Ladies of London. Well, you didn't watch Ladies of London? It's like, Mary-Kate, I get scolded every week by something I didn't watch. <laughs> send you these suggestions just for the hell of it katie i think i watch so much tv watch these things (laughs) and you always point out the things that i don't watch (laughs) ladies of london was like one of the best shows but is this the first time luke has been on real housewives no i mean he's got like an irish accent is he irish or is he british british he used to uh, he be, was, he's, he used to be Caroline Stanberry's uh, makeup artist on Ladies of London. Okay, good. That's good to know. I thought he was adorable. I thought he was so funny, and I loved that he was like her little buddy in this in this scene. But thank you for that uh, Bravo crossover, Mary Kate. Did you watch Ladies of London? I did not. I did okay. not. No, go watch it. It's on. It's on um, BravoTV.com. You can watch it um, on that app if you have it. All right, so Mary-Kate, scratch all the homework you have to do today. No time for homework. It's Ladies of London Labor Day party. You'll love it. You will love it. It's one of the best shows. I am sure. Oh, my God. All right, so (laughs) we go in, and we talked last week about how I had read that article that uh, Dorinda was making money because she was renting out her old apartment and then living for free in the new apartment. That doesn't seem to be the case, unless that's what's happening at the current present moment. But in this scene, there's obviously no one living there because she, you know, this whole place is gutted. Uh, we get a 
very traditional Dorinda scene on how she's cleansing her life and uh, she her waters are very clear now and she's seeing things clearer and she's not sure if she's going to move back, but she predicts 2020 is going to be a very good year. And, and to that, I say, buckle up, buttercup. There's a lot coming. Yeah, I, I heard that too. I was like, oh, wait, 2020. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So uh, what I didn't understand the the surgery. She had the hand surgery. She said like she didn't have feeling in her hand or something for a long time. Yeah, and had to get some big like bubble removed. I go, I take it to the medical professional, Mary Kate. What was going on there? Yeah. I mean, I thought that she just maybe had like a cyst or something that she had to get removed. And then she started talking about like hands and legs on it or something. And I was like, what? <laughs> it sounded disgusting. <laughs> yeah. Sounded real disgusting. Showed it in one of the previous episodes. Like it didn't look that huge. Like I was like, I don't, I don't know what's going on. <laughs> Fair enough. Right. Well, we, we go over to uh, Sonia's new place. You know, her townhouse is still draining her financially as it has been um, for like a decade. Uh, she's still remodeling. And I actually think the place looks nice. When they showed some of the before and after pictures, she really has actually made it look more modern. I, I liked what she did. She also has a new pink confessional look. I know she had a pink confessional look before, but this appeared to be a newer pink confessional. And she looks fan freaking tastic. I mean, every confessional look has gotten better and better and better. She looks amazing. She does, especially since, um, I mean, she's a beautiful woman, but like on this season, she's like not, she's let go a little bit. Yeah. Um, and her confessionals, I mean, we know she got a facelift, but man, yeah, they, she looks outstanding on those. Her and her townhouse had have, have had successful facelifts and I'm happy yeah. for it. Did you also notice um, that we got uh, to see those old, uh, I say famous uh, pieces of artwork by the old, our old pal, Brian, the artist from season three of when no. Sonia joined. No, remember what artwork? Remember those paintings he did of Sonia and she looks like a crazy old lady drag queen. Yes. Yes. yes, yes still yes. hanging in there. You'd see him. Back. <laughs> oh God. Uh, we go. <laughs> Ramona comes over to see Sonia's townhouse renovations and Ramona gives us her lecture. Um, she's got a new motto, you know, every day. And today's motto is LL. She's LL. She's living yeah. life. We're living life. <laughs> a new motto. She's living life. She thinks her shirt matches Sonia's rug. Mm -hmm. So we get a, a photo shoot that nobody asked for of her rolling around on the floor trying to match the rug. <laughs> it's great. It's nuts. Uh, we go to scene with Leah and Bunny and Leah's daughter Kiki making a gingerbread house, which again, we've talked about this a million times, not interested in the storyline. Bunny seems like a very nice mother. Uh, this, this whole like, let's make Bunny look horrible. Didn't really need it. Uh, I love how they even capture that when Leah's trying to start trouble with Bunny at the gingerbread making class and Leah goes, you told me to go to hell. And Bunny goes, well, what did you say first? And Leah goes, oh, yeah, I told you to fuck off. <laughs> I was like, there, there you go. You're the mean one in this relationship. Your mother's fine. Yeah, I, I, I don't like, I don't like this. I don't like Leah, Leah's family storyline. It's not, one, it's just not true, obviously. Yeah. yeah. I'm not against, like, her, her, the story between, like, her daughter and then, like, when her ex-husband um, or her daughter's dad, like, what I don't know if they were ever married. I don't think they were, but um, 
like when they were like that whole like dynamic it was yeah, kind of interesting. interesting but the parents i don't get why they were in it so much i was like this isn't needed like at no all. absolutely not or the sister like every single yeah. member of her family is on this show this year it's yeah. bizarre she wants us to have like sympathy for her that she, you know, was raised by such like horrible people and they seem to be very nice, and lovely nice. people. So I'm not and buying supportive. it. Like yeah. what she's the crazy one. She yeah. is. She is. Yeah. So uh, you know, big fan of Bunny. They can bring Bunny back more. I liked her. She really she puts her in her place. <laughs> <laughs> um, so we start talking about we we get one of the greatest scenes where Luann's talking about her new show, that her new cabaret show that's going to be coming out. And this one is called Mary Fuck Kill because she thought it was so funny how everyone asked her to do that at her shows. And I, I don't think it needs to be a whole new show created. Uh, but we take the ladies to a preview of this. And I love that half the women don't show up. They're so sick of this. Even Sarah goes who's Leah's sister. She's like, I don't get the best vibes from Ramona. And Leah said, these ladies seem to really be sick of cabaret. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I love when, like Sonia's um, uh, interview. She was like, she was like, her material is getting old. Like she just straight up said it. <laughs> and it really is. It's old and still and we need to move on. We do. Or we and just then, don't need to talk about it on the show. Like, if that's Lou, I mean, that's Luann's business and that's her, how she's, you know, making her income right now, fine. But I don't think we need to, like, we've seen it a thousand times now. It's bad. And it's like the show, they all looked kind of horrified when she was doing the show. I was like, I felt awkward. I was sitting on my couch, like, feeling awkward for her because it's not great. Sonia's commentary was the best part of it when she said that. Mary fuck kill is nothing new. Some of us have fucked everyone, so the list gets short. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. <laughs> oh. Gotta love uh, it. All right. So then we get. I don't know why. Oh, <clears throat> let's before or are we leave? Don't leave cabaret yet. Are we okay. still there? Yeah, we're still at cabaret. Did y'all notice this? And. I, I, I don't know why this really bothered me, but after the cabaret show, we go in the back and we're, they're having champagne and I was just going to talk about this. this is oh, exactly. you picked it up. And we get a plug for a new app that Bravo is promoting. And yeah. this is so scripted. And do they think we're buying this? Yeah. I mean, yeah. I, I honestly am like, I w did they go back and film something like this or were they like, no, do this right now? How, it was just bizarre. It was I thought it was going to be an advertisement for Martin. I thought we were going to bring Martin back in and help get Sonia in shape. And nope, it's a new app that they want us to check out. Oh, it was so, it was so scripted. And New York isn't always like that. Like, I know we always get like age. They don't like, that wasn't really like a thing. So I was kind of sad when that happened because yeah. I was like, this Really something that happens on they, the show they like, do that they've done this before i don't know if y'all remember if it was last year or the year before and we had a scene that i can only imagine was a go back and film this really fast and it was dorinda and maybe sonia or ramona i can't remember and they go see that movie the hustle with um and oh, yeah. and i'm going what yes <laughs> <laughs> enough material 
we yeah. don't need to do this. Right. Absolutely. And they go <laughs> and do these scripted scenes that are just so obvious. Well, it's like, do a commercial. Like, do a commercial if you want. Like, why does this have to be in the episode? Like, yeah. you just build the vibe. It's like they're, they make us feel like we're too dumb to pick up on the fact they're just playing us with an advertisement. Right. Yeah. I just, uh, it's, you know, obviously Priv used to be like the big one that all the Bravo shows would sell. But now it's, uh, it looks like it's going to be Mind Body, the Mind Body app. <laughs> Everybody check it out. While we go, we move forward and we start getting ready for what is going to be the finale party. And that is the drag queen party that Sonia is throwing. And we get uh, what is my favorite scene that I rewound several times because I was laughing so hard. And that is Ramona in the mirror getting ready. And she is checking her sticky tape to make sure that it's holding her shirt in place. And in order to check it, she is standing in the mirror and violently swinging her boobs back and forth to see if the tape is holding. And we get like 30 seconds of this violent shake. And then she, t- she looks in the mirror and goes, oh yeah, I got it going. <laughs> <laughs> like, yes. Ramona. Oh God. We get to the fundraiser. I thought the room looked nice. This room looked familiar. We've been in this room before, right? I felt like this venue, lo- it almost looks like where Melissa Gorga had her 40th birthday, but I don't think it is the same because that was at Tribeca 360 and I don't know where this was at, but the room looked like we've had events here before. Well, we probably have. Yeah. It kind of reminded me of that room that um, when it all came out about Tom's cheating in like one of those end of those episodes, mm. it, it had to be another finale, I thought, um, where that, I think it was that girl Missy maybe or somebody was, yeah, was like yeah. camera footage. Yeah. Um, yeah. And where he's taking off his mic. Um, yes. It looked like that room. I don't know if it really was, but it reminded me. walls got, and all those windows. And- yeah, mm-hmm. I got that season finale vibe. Okay. So not just me. Good, good, good. Um, Dorinda comes in and says to the drag queens, I have half of these clothes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, and then Lou comes in dressed like a chauffeur. And my biggest question was, does she make herself call herself Mrs. De La Seps, since that's what the drivers have to call her. Remember in the season one when she told yeah. Bethany, do not introduce me as Luann. Drivers call me Mrs. De La Seps. Yeah. <laughs> she's, still, she's still Ms. Uh, De La Seps for sure. Uh, the outfit was cracking me up. I don't understand the chauffeur hat she was wearing. I didn't I, get that either. You know, Lou, she's been doing a lot of weird sequins and hats this season. But then Desmond Child shows up and his hat's even worse. And I was like, then I didn't mind Luann's hat as much because Desmond Child walks in with the big ass hat on too. One you would wear to a tea party. (laughs) I thought. Oh God. Uh, Ramona brings her creepy man of the hour, Ron. And Sonia loses her mind immediately when Ramona walks in with a straight man because this is an LGBTQ party. And Sonia yells, stop the music. And then Sonia tells us that she realizes that she's made out with him before at R.I.P. Boutique. Oh, <laughs> God, I miss that place so much. So sad that we didn't get there before it closed. Oh. I would have loved to have. We, there are so many classic scenes that were at Boutique. That was the classic scene of, what are you doing here without Dorinda? Yeah. yeah. Maybe they'll revive that place someday. 
absolutely. Uh, let's see. It's weird, that whole thing, like, with Ramona doing that, and then she plays, like, I didn't read the invitation, or, like, Sonia was, like, read the invitation, and then I was thinking, I'm, like, did Ramona do, I mean, I don't really think Ramona is this calculated, but it made me think, I'm, like, did you do this to kind of, like, throw off, like, her party, because you were mad when Sonia didn't follow the dress code or whatever to your party, like, it was just, like, I don't understand Ooh. this whole, like, being the invitation things, like, they're all, like, read the invitation so then Sonia was like read the invitation and then she's like I didn't see it I didn't know like I don't know I was thinking about it I was like I don't think Ramon that calculated but that whole argument when Lou was yelling like they were yelling back and forth at each other and Lou is yelling open your attachments that should be the cabaret that is what I want to see in a cabaret is the three of them on stage arguing about invitation etiquette right and then Ramon like business advice I'm like how's this business advice about an invitation yeah yeah (laughs) now we see dorinda comes in and her turban and i told you guys earlier that the watch what crappens guys titled this episode turban legend and i thought that that was such a nice nod to our last our last scene with dorinda well and i as i told you girls before i immediately my head went to one of my all-time favorite movies soap dish (laughs) which is about which is about um, Sally Field. I think Sally Fields is her name, right? Yeah. She plays a character named Celeste Talbert, who is on a soap opera, and this is in the early 90s. And in one of the scenes, she is wearing a turban, and she stalks off the set and starts screaming for the um, producer, which is played by a young Robert Downey Jr. And she runs up to him and tells him that she will not wear a turban because it makes her feel like, quote, Gloria fucking Swanson. (laughs) And Robert Downey Jr. then gets on his little microphone, like, so he can announce to the whole set, attention, no turbans for Miss Talbert. And, like, that's all I could think about. Because Because then it also makes me think, yeah, this is Dorinda. We've now seen her to production and how psychotic and crazy she is. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Watch that movie now. As so I've said it. before, you store an impressive amount of information in your brain about lines from movies. And I every week, I'm impressed. Well, listen, it's a great movie. You can watch it. <laughs> I don't know exactly what I'm talking about. Uh, the bingo, we got to talk about the bingo card scene when Ramona tries to screw up Dorinda's bingo card and we see how angry Dorinda gets and Ramona starts talking about 69 and Leah gets so mad. She goes, she literally got mad at me for saying friends with benefits, but she can talk about 69 and Ramona tries to play it off in her confessional and the only Ramona could get away with this. She goes, I just like the way 69 looks. You have the six this way and the nine this way. It's graphically very pretty. <laughs> only only Ramona would say this. Yes, I totally agree. Oh, she's such an idiot. It was hysterical. <laughs> uh, then we, Sonia gives Lou an introduction because of course for the finale party, Lou's got to sing Viva La Diva. Oh, yes, thank you. Sonia, Lou was so mad at the way Sonia introduced her, and I didn't understand why. She said everything very appropriately. That's the introduction? Like, how dare she? Hey, we're not at your cabaret show. Like, this is not your party. She's just singing your song. Yeah. Sonia was basically like, this is my friend Lou. She's got a new song she's going to sing. And Lou was like, oh, oh, so offended. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Well, and uh, 
once again, we get to hear the song. And once again, I'm this song's biggest fan. I love it. I love everything about it. I did like it. I liked it a lot better than when she was in the studio recording it. When she actually, I, I really did like it a little bit better. <laughs> I like that Dorinda, they cut to Dorinda's confessional and Dorinda just shrugged her shoulders and she goes, at least it's not happy birthday. <laughs> yeah. I, I, <laughs> it's not, it's not happy birthday, but it is Viva la Diva. Also, that's how long, that's how she pronounces it. Viva la Diva. La diva. <laughs> Love it. And Sonia goes, we've known for decades that Lou's a diva. It's nice and refreshing to know she's owning up to it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. So we get all the finale cards, you know, very, you know, we're kind of wrapping this up to be kind of a sweet little ending, a sweet little finale party for these ladies. Everyone seems to be, for the most part, getting along. And then shit got real. And just the mere mention of Tinsley, which I got what Leo was doing. Leo was trying to say, I'm grateful yeah. that Tinsley brought me into this group. And, but the name triggered Dorinda into a state of absolute, like, like vile devil, devil behavior. I don't even understand what happened, but you could see it in her eyes. Like her eyes turned and she starts screaming, yelling at the cameras. I'm done. I will not give Tinsley that. She ruined our show. She breached her contract. She's screaming to never mention her name. I mean, we got, we broke the fourth wall completely yes. and got to see what happened at this party. Yeah. I mean, it's, I, I, I just can't, going back, maybe I just don't remember, but I can't, why does Dorinda hate Tinsley so much? It's because a great question. It's not just this breaching her contract and thinking that she ruined the no. show. It's She's always been, it's been mad at her. before that, and I don't remember what happened last year that she got so upset to 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 then pick on her this whole season. But it can't be something that big of a deal, or if Dorinda just picks something and she just can't let it go. I don't know. I've been like trying to analyze this as well, and I was obviously Tinsley's a lot younger and a lot prettier than Dorinda. That was like mm -hmm. one of the things that I was thinking of. But the only other thing I could think of is. All the other women, like, I just remember the first episode where Dorinda, like, attacked Tinsley yeah. because she wasn't being fully honest with everybody. So a part of me was, like, maybe it's this whole honesty thing, and then she, like, yeah. breached her contract in the middle of it, so now she, like, hates her. But I don't know why she couldn't get over it. And then the other part of me was, like, I do feel like Dorinda is just so unhappy in her life. Yep. And then she goes through the breakup with John, but then, like, Tinsley gets engaged to this guy. But I was, like, thinking, I'm, like, Dorinda's the only one that doesn't really – have something else and Tinsley was kind of like that too but then she was getting her like modeling back because like all the other women have a career like they're into something yeah like Dorinda it's like you were kind of going to get started with Dorobics and you kind of mentioned it a couple times but then you never really went on tour because of COVID I'm sure but I'm sure that would have done well I just always wonder if she had something else in her life if she would be this miserable yeah. and Tinsley was like the only other one that like she just, like, didn't really have anything else besides, like, a lot of money. And then she was starting to branch out more, and she kind of, like, moved to Chicago. Then I don't know. I think it's, like, a lot of jealousy. I think a lot of that, a lot of that played into it. I think it was a little bit of a lot of things that just irked Dorinda, and she let it get to a point, like, a breaking point to where the mere mention of her name is, like, oh, sets her on fire. I think she's really jealous of her. And I yeah. think, like, Tinsley gets a lot because she's married. She's already comes from money. She's 
engaged to a guy that has a lot of money and buys her expensive things. Cause I was always kind of weird about like, why does Dorinda get so mad if her boyfriend is buying her these things or ex-boyfriend yeah. cares? Like, why do you care so much about yeah. it? I just feel like she's jealous because she doesn't have that person in her life anymore. That's like just giving her stuff. Yeah. Right. I don't know. I mean, I you, kind of, you get a vision of like the cast like kind of getting sick of this because Ramona doesn't yeah. even say anything. Ramona just leaves. She leaves the party. And it's a finale party. Like you're not supposed to do that. And Ramona just kind of like puts her hands in the air. For someone who loves being the center of attention, you can tell Ramona's over it. She's like, yeah. I'm done. I'm, I'm leaving. Yeah. Well, and like Luann kind of opened up too. She almost said like bottled up some of the, I feel like she was bottling up a lot when Dorinda, like even when Dorinda in the last few episodes or when Luann was like, uh, Dorinda kind of came after Luann again about being in jail. And I feel like um, she's, she even bottled some stuff up. And then she, when she was, she was like totally on Leah's side or at the end, she's like, she didn't even come to my show. Yes. She, we had to bring up the show again. Cause honestly, yeah. that's all that Lou is angry about. It all comes back to yeah, Dorinda didn't like, come to my show. Well, yeah. And also like, like, but that, that was silly too. Cause it's like Luann, no, she didn't come to your show. She just had surgery. She had to come to this. It was the finale party. Exactly. She had to. Like, it's in exactly. her contract. Like, Luann, ah, God, I love her. I did think that Luann made a good point that she, she's the symbol of someone that has not grown. I was like, that's a very true comment, actually. When she was, like, explaining yeah. that to Leah, I was like, that was actually really true, Luann. <laughs> yes, but then she goes back and says, but she didn't come to my show. And I was like, Luann, <laughs> we're still on this topic. You're not growing either. Come on. That's yeah, true. <laughs> So true. Well, we're going to find, I mean, it'll be interesting to hear Dorinda get into it with all the ladies, it seems. Um, it seems it's going to be a juicy reunion. And as we know, and we've already mentioned, she is not going to say she's sorry for a damn thing. So nope. this, this could be explosive. Yeah. I think we are in for some great, great, great reunion episodes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, did, we, did we miss anything? Mary-Kate, did we forget anything that you wanted to, to mention? Oh, let me check. Because I thought this was a ph- phenomenal episode. I enjoyed it start to finish. I thought it was a great season. I thought yep. um, it just really, you know, I, again, I think this show is the funniest show on television. Not Agreed. just Bravo, in all of television. Agreed. I just find it hysterical, and I thought it was a great season, and um, I'm always just excited for it to come back. I don't like to wait as long as we have to. Absolutely. So, yeah. Well, I, agree. I agree with that. They're, they are my favorite. That's why I'm kind of sad about the shakeup, so it will be interesting to see what happens. It will. And I hope we don't lose anyone else. I mean, I, I know that Dorinda was a big announcement. I feel like they should have just made all the announcements at once. So maybe we're sliding by with just losing Dorinda. I mean, we already lost Tinsley, so you've got to replace sort of two people. And so maybe we're done with the shakeup. No, um, well, I, I disagree. I think um, once the reunion is done airing, then we'll hear what happens. Oh, I'm sad. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So. Well, ladies, this is, again, I could talk about Bravo all day. This has been fantastic. I think we really got to the heart of all the issues and solved a lot of problems this week. <laughs> We did. We did. And uh, Mary-Kate, thank you so much for joining us. It's been a lot of fun. Thank you guys for having me. I loved it. Thanks, MK. We appreciate you being a fan. And uh, we were kind of making the rounds with some of our guests. So uh, we may come back to you again, Mary-Kate. Don't you worry. Absolutely. Anytime. <laughs>
All right. Well, y'all have a good, uh, uh, a great Labor Day weekend. Absolutely. Happy holiday weekend to all. We'll see you later. Bye. Bye. Bye.